0: As Africa prepares to finalize its five representatives at the World Cup Finals in Qatar later this year with the playoff ties on Tuesday, today's episode will provide you with all you need to know about the African qualifiers from A to Z. And today, I've used the alphabetical letters A to Z and i will tell you every single details about the african qualifiers that you need to know with the alphabetical letters we start from a algeria where uh, before i start i want to acknowledge my cherished audience justin i see you arabi i see you and justin you'll be joining me later in the show to i will be picking your thoughts on what you make of the alphabets and the history behind the African qualifiers with each alphabet. A stands for Algeria and Algeria were last at the World Cup in Brazil in 2014 when they came close to upsetting Germany in the round of 16. B stands for Ghana. Ghana always had the black star on their kit and are nicknamed black stars it's also present on the country's flag and national coat of arms and was adopted after independence in 1957 c cameroon cameroon have played in seven previous world cup finals more than any african country d for democratic republic of congo were the only one of 10 countries in this week's playoffs, who did not compete at the African Cup of Nations in Cameroon, failing to qualify for the tournament. And E stands for Egypt. Egypt were the first African country to play at a World Cup finals back in 1934 in Italy. And F stands for FUAS. Abdul Rahman Fouaz was the first African to score a goal at the World Cup netting both for Egypt as they lost 4-2 to Hungary in Naples at the 1934 World Cup Finals in Italy and went home after just one match. G stands for Ghana. Ghana were one kick away from becoming the first African side to reach a World Cup semi-final in 2010, but Asamuajan missed a last-minute penalty. H stands for Hilton. The former Brighton and Hoof Albion manager, Chris Hilton, is being employed as a technical advisor for Ghana for their two legged tie against Nigeria. And I stands for Indomitable Lions. The Indomitable Lions, the nickname of Cameroon, whose callous and charisma captured the world's attention for the first time when they reached the World Cup quarterfinals in 1990. And J stands for Japoma. The pitch at Dwalas Japoma Stadium was heavily criticized during January's African Cup of Nations finals for being in poor condition and the semi final scheduled there moved to Yaoundé as a result. And K stands for Kaziri. Tunisian captain Wabib Kaziri has pulled out of their two legged playoff against Mali after suffering injury in action for his French club, St. Etienne. And L, not only are there the indomitable lions in action in Africa's World Cup playoffs, but also the lions of Taranga, who are the new African champions. Senegal's nickname comes from the term used to indicate good hospitality. And M stands for Morocco, Morocco, the first World Cup Finals appearance was in Mexico in 1970 when they were Africa's only representative. And N stands for Nigeria. Nigeria first played at the World Cup in, 90, in the USA in 1994 and got past the first round before losing to Italy in the second round. And O stands for Otto Ado. Otto Ado was a surprise choice as a new coach of Ghana replacing the Serbian Milovan Rajivak, who was temporarily fired after the desperately poor run at January's African Cup of Nations. And P stands for Pierre, Pierre-Emerick Abimayang. For Gabon, George Weah, Liberia, Abedi Pele, Ghana, Kalusha, Boala, Zambia are some of the top individual players who have never been to a World Cup final. Q stands for Qatar, the host of the World Cup in November, because the heat in the Middle East is is too much in mid-year when the tournament is traditionally hosted. And R stands for Roger Miller. Roger Miller was 38 years old when Cameroon's president, Paul Bia, insisted he he must be selected for the 1990 World Cup, where he turned out to be one of the best and brightest spots of the tournament. S stands for Senegal. Senegal... Upsetting defending World Cup holders at the time, France, in their first ever game at the World Cup Finals in the opening game of the 2002 World Cup in South Korea, which was hosted by South Korea and Japan. T stands for Tunisia. Tunisia have been to six past World Cup and were the first African team to win a game at the World Cup Finals beating Mexico in 1978. You, The next World Cup in 2026 is being co-hosted by the United States of America, Canada, and Mexico. And with an expanded field of 48 teams, we'll see Africa's number at the tournament go up from 5 to 9. And V stands for Nigeria. I've had more victories. V stands for victory. Nigeria have had more victories at a World Cup than any other African team. 6 in 21 games with Cameroon registering 4 in 23 games and Ghana registering 4 in 12 games at the Mundial. W stands for the World Cup. A total of 13 African teams have been to the past World Cup finals with Egypt the first and Angola, Ghana Ivory Coast and Tunisia, the newest all at Germany in 2006. X stands for X-Ray. Andre Onana, the Cameroonian goalkeeper, had a car accident on Monday, but has been declared fit for this week's games against Algeria after undergoing X-Ray examinations at a Douala Hospital. And Y stands for Yaya Toure, Ayatoure is the only African to have won the African Football of the Year title four years in a row and played at three successive World Cup finals. And Z stands for Zaire. Zaire played at the 1974 World Cup in Germany, but lost all three games, conceding 14 goals without scoring. Yes. Mr. Kowa, can you join me on the line? Good evening and welcome to tonight's show. Good evening, Philip. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing too?
1: Not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks,
0: Rossi. Yes. Tonight we took we decided to play with the alphabets and try to connect it with the African qualifiers. And what are your initial thoughts and impressions of the history behind the qualifiers and the of al- the letters of the alphabet.
1: Um, I mean, I think the most notable one is sometimes you hear some of the best players all over the world not make it to the World Cup because they play for uh, relatively um, teams that are not as competitive, nations that are not are not as competitive as um, their neighbors. So. Um, I can pick an example out of Africa, um, for instance, um, with how Wales hardly make it to the World Cup, and now Giggs never made it to the World Cup, and now Gareth Bale is trying to launch his, launch his, um, his Welsh national team into the World Cup. That's the same way um, players in Africa, like um, Aubameyang, um, as well as as well as um, sorry, as well as Jordan Pong we are. Um, Victor Wanyama of Kenya. Like there are a lot of there are a lot of players who actually are quite competitive in in the European team and for world football who are quite famous for their African countries, but then they do not have a collective side to be able to push them to the World Cup. But then with how football is changing, with how teams are improving. Um such as Gambia playing well in the Gambia playing well um, in the in the just ended African Cup, as well as um, Comoros and other African teams. By 2026, I, I, am, I am sure, I am sure by the time, by 2026, where FIFA is going to extend the African, the African participation to about nine teams, we are going, we are probably going to see more, more teams qualify, and uh, more African, new African teams qualify into the World Cup, apart from the apart from the Giants always um, fighting it out to qualify to the World Cup.
0: And Mr. Kowa, in the entire history of the World Cup, no African team has ever gotten to the semi-final of the Mundial. Until 2010, uh, 2002 was the last time an African team got to the quarterfinals. Until 2002, the last time an African team got to the quarterfinals was in 1990 by Cameroon. It is believed and already some seers of the game are already saying even with disqualifiers and with the quality of play and technical acumen from the coaches, Africa is just going to add to the numbers in Qatar later this year. Mr. Kowa, what do you think about the development of the game? Do you think Africa, as a continent, is getting there to get to the pinnacle of world football, where we can rub shoulders with elite football nations from the six, from the five other continents?
1: Well, um, maybe so, maybe not so. Um, it, it it all it all depends on quite a number of factors. And if you notice now, you see how solid national teams play their kind of football now and teams all around the world play a solid type or a very very compact game with which has made them very very popular in terms of um, national team football sorry you can make um, references from teams such as you can make references from teams such as Iceland um, in the in the World Cup and in, in the Euros, you can look at Gambia, look at how well they did, you can look at teams like um you can look at teams like Ghana you can look like you can look at sorry can look at I am I am I am I'm very sorry I had I had a call so I had to hang sorry again um so you can you can look at all these kind of teams with how pragmatic they play their football now and you hope and you really hope that with the way with the way um the way coaches set up now in the in in tournaments, the smaller or the less popular teams um, know how to progress now. And with how Wales have been able to make their strides slowly into the into the national team football, you hope African teams can also do same. And you if you if you notice how Carlos Carros for example, was able to set up his team um, with how with how they played at the Afcon. Um, very solid, played, um, scored um, a few number of goals and were, and, and, and were very um, determined to make it to to take any team to the penalty shootout. You, you can see how Africans, in terms of football infrastructure, have advanced. If you've noticed, after Belmadi was knocked out um, with his team, with his Algeria national team, and they have gone, um with this African playoffs he played a three five two sort of formation against Cameroon in the playoffs. So you can see how you can see how African African nations have, have learned how to be have learnt to be um uh flexible in terms of tactics. You can look at Ghana with the kind of four four two they play um Oto Ado surprised us on Friday and played a four two three one which showed how Ghana can be compact in terms of when facing teams. You can look at Nigeria switching between a four-four-one-one one, to a four-two-three-one, and even even before Augustine again Ghana also used to play a five-back sometimes. So then that shows how that shows how flexible African teams can be. And if and I believe I personally I believe if if African teams can be able to follow the likes of Wales and. The other smaller teams, such as Costa Rica, in, in twenty fourteen, and 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 set up and set up very solidly in the World Cup, with probably a little bit of um, valiant teamwork and ind- individual brilliance, with star players such as Salah and Mani come through for their big teams at the World Cup, we can hope to see that an African team will probably reach the semi final or maybe. Get to the final or win a World Cup in in in
0: the coming years. So, do you think increasing the participation, the participating teams at the World Cup from the current thirty two to forty eight, and Africa's number from five to nine, would contribute to the development of the game on the continent?
1: Yes, um, I think it makes it more competitive and it makes the World Cup more open because. For let's let's take for instance the European playoffs. Look at how, look how Macedonia were able to be brave and they were able to beat Italy. Not only have they beaten Italy um, in the space of a year, but they've been able to beat Germany. So that you can see that these kind of these kind of um, surprises are very very are very very expected to be seen. Um, even look at how Germany went out of the World Cup in um, in twenty fourteen, if I remember um by by how um they they were they were beaten by Mexico as as well as the South Koreans. So then you 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 know that when you know that when there is more competition, um there is there are a lot of surprises probably expected and that's what we should expect in in from twenty twenty six going that African teams will be able to step up and it it wouldn't have to be the it wouldn't have to be the regular team such as Ghana, Cameroon, Senegal, um Nigeria. Probably we are going to see a Mali there who who'll be able to fight it out with Belgium, a Burkina Faso who will be able to fight it out with um Italy or or some sort. So then I believe that I believe that um, extending extending the extending the part, participants as well as Africa's representation in the World Cup. Um, may be very good because you know that with Africa now, everyone is coming into his his old form and, and showing that there they are really no small teams and, and then um, the surprises continue to come. So then, I think that the future is this bright for Africa to make a semi-final or we'll probably make a final in maybe the next
0: two or three um, African editions. Definitely. Mr. Kowa, it would interest you to know that uh, let me give you the record in terms of victories and then the total number of African teams that have also participated at the World Cup. I'm starting with the victories. So Nigeria have had more victories at a World Cup than any other African team. Six in 21 games. Cameroon have registered four in 23 games. Ghana has the best record, four in 12 matches at the finals. A total of only 13 African countries have have participated in the history of the World Cup till date, with the first Egypt and Angola, Ghana, Ivory Coast and Togo, the newest all at Germany in 2006. Mr. Kowa, this statistics just means that Most African teams, in terms of victories, lose more games at the group stages than any of the participating continents. What do you make of these statistics in terms of the number of participants and the total number of victories recorded as against the number of games?
1: I mean, well, Philip, it is is obvious when you are in this kind of situation where you are going to meet a, um, a Zinedine Zidane. You are, you are going to meet a Thierry Henry, a Del Piero. You are bound to meet a um, a Gigi Buffon. Um, any any big player, um Ronaldo, Ronaldo Nazario. So then, I think that it is it is bound to happen in terms of losing a lot because I feel like um, back then African coaches have have relied on um a lot of individual brilliance to take teams through. But then. With the with the with with the teams that have been able to make the quarterfinals, you can see more of a very a very um, impressive collective performances from people all around. Um, you can you can cite the Senegalese, for example. Not only did El Hadji duf play well, you, you can look at Aliou Cisse. You can look at um, Fadiga. Um, I forgot his name, but he's, he's he's called Fadiga. I think he was a midfielder back then. You can look at Tony Silva. Um, Henry
0: Kamara, you are referring to Henry Kamara. Yes. He was the number seven.
1: Yeah, you can you can also look at Tony Silva. You can look at you can you can look at all these kind of players. And for Ghana in 2010, um, you can you can look at um, uh, Asamoah and you can look at Kevin Prince Boateng, um, Richard Kingston, John Mensah. So then you know that there's there's that sort of collectiveness in 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 these teams that in these teams that actually go for it. But then for Africa, right now, if you notice we've entered an era where we are relying on dual dual nationals because we know that they are more technical um than than the people or than players that that relatively more technical than the players that are, are brought up from the grassroots in, in our in our continent. So then you can see Nigeria you can see Nigeria going for players like Maduka Okoye, um Trost um Ademola Lukman, uh Joe Aribo. You can look at Ghana to also look into Cap Dennis Odoy, Kevin Prince, Boati, um uh
0: sorry. Who else? Kofichre, was... Alexander you. Jiku, and, yes. and Jojo, Jojo Walcott. Thank you.
1: So then so then we are we are in this, we are in this era. And even and and even in even in this era you can see that the dual nationals who actually pick people actually pick the European countries over us also uh we have been in very, very have been have benefited from the kind of talents we have. You can look at um Kevin sorry Jerome Barty for Germany in twenty fourteen. You can also you can also reference Lukaku, you can reference all almost all the players on the on the French national team so then you can see that that's what Africa is is trying to do right now with their players and um including Ghana with um players such as Tariq Lamtey of England Callum Hudson-Odoi um, Eddie Eddie in in in, in Ketia of Arsenal so then you can you can tell that now the rise of dual nationals from from um from Europe will, will be able to harness our technical style with how we set up and be able to um um operate 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 to the to the coaches orders to the last letter and with this with this with the, with this kind of ways that the African countries are able to take apart from calling players from who were who were brought up only from the continent, um we can see a lot of advancement of African teams and and African teams being able to contend and 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 shoulders with. Um, other countries
0: are the welcome. And talking of African talents from the diaspora coming back to the continent, one notable character who, during his playing days, chose an African country over the nation of his birth is Otto Ado, a Ghanaian born to Ghanaian parents but born in Germany. He played for the Black Stars in the late 90s and early 2000s. Today, he's in charge as a new coach of the Black Stars after the desperately poor run of Ghana at the just-ended African Cup of Nations. Last Friday, for the first time, we saw a technically organized Black Stars. On the show, uh, during the course of the week, we hosted a Ghanaian-based player who had played in Germany before and is a bit familiar with the technicalities of German coaches, that is Bernard, And he mentioned that he will not be surprised to see Otto Ado implement the German tactical system that is played in Germany with three backs and when uh, uh, when the team is attacking three backs and when the team is not attacking five defenders. What do you make of coach Otoado's technical acumen during that game with Nigeria at the Sports Stadium and him coming back home as a diaspora as a player and now as a coach well
1: um, philip i believe i believe it is it is good and it is a, it is a testament to how dual dual nationals are also a key for african teams to to be able to enhance competitiveness for for their nations we can we can imagine you can imagine the the players we have we have lost out um even even to countries currently you can you can look at you can look at the players playing for the dutch Memphis Memphis de pay um you can look at Cody, Cody ko gapo of of Holland brian brobe um myron Boedu. so then you can see that there is we have we also have we also have talent who know how to read a game um and who also have the ability also have the ability to to also help us harness the kind of tactical prowess that the Europeans have used, and they have they have been able to use it to find um, find um, out the tactics of of um, African teams. Now now look at what Mali is doing. Apart from apart from apart from using their their very very solid um, youth core, you can see that they've included our, um Amamituri from from Monaco who used to play for Monaco and now he is he is he is playing playing for Mali. You can look at Abdoulaye Ducre, who was also born in France. And and you can even you can even look at Edward Mendy. Edward Mendy who who back then was even considered for the Senegalese national team. So then you can tell that you can tell that with with how Africa will be able to bridge the gap between them and the them and the um, European teams and the South American teams perform really well um, their use of dual nationality is the way and that is what and, and, and that is what makes football imp- impressive because being able to share resources like these will be able to make teams probably make them more equal or closer to equal um, as, as, um, as football progresses
0: definitely as football progresses and one man was made one man who has made impact as the first black coach to coach in the Premier League, and he's now back home in his native country, that is the country of origin of his parents, his former Brighton and Hove Albion manager, Chris Hilton. He played for the Irish national team and coached many years, 45 years in England across various divisions, from the championship to the Premier League, etc, etc. Mr. Kowa, do you think Ghana is going to benefit immensely from his technical acumen and understanding and experience of bringing teams from the championship to the premiership on Tuesday's qualifier in 60000 field Abiola Stadium in Abuja?
1: Philip, it is, it is, this is a good question because I attended... Um a black in sports summit recently, and Sky Sports presenter uh, Mark Wedderburn, um spoke about Chris Hutton being one of one, if not the best fullback for Tottenham Hotspurs. He was one of the best, and probably um, very, very cemented in their history with how Tottenham were, were quite successful back then. So then you can you can also you can also pin it to having having not only a good coach but also, someone who was very good as a defender back in his day, that you can tell that Ghana probably looked prominently better at um in the fullback department than than usual. With looking at how Dennis other as well as Gideon Mesa, performed against Nigeria, and 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 taking and and taking this forward, you 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 will be we can be grateful or we can be hopeful that even if even. If we miss the World Cup by the slightest of margins, we are we are we are we are going to be in a good position to build a team, Not only for the AFCON 2023 in Ivory Coast next year, but then the World Cup in in 2026. And Ghana is Ghana will continue to be Ghana will continue to be on a very very high trajectory. Even even if they do not make the World Cup, but if they make the World Cup, they are going to be a very very exciting team to play in the World Cup in.
0: 2022. Definitely. Mr. Kowa, one team that has always been exciting on the continent, but anytime at the World Cup, their performances have been very poor over the last 12 years, but yet they've made the most appearance at the World Cup. Cameroon. Cameroon have played in seven previous World Cup finals more than any other African country. On Tuesday, can they get the results that they need in Orges. And can Beckson, two former nationals, Samoleto as the president of the association, Beckson as a former captain of the Indomitable Lions, and now the coach is been to seven uh, majority of these World Cups with Cameroon, but their performance has been abysmal. Do you think with these two at the helm of affairs, of Cameroonian football can Cameroon get a resource in all and can Cameroon be in Qatar come 2022? They have
1: they have a slight chance um as of now, but then but then you can you can you can also look at it from the perspective that also look at it from the perspective that Algeria too wants to make up for their mistakes that they have they have made um in the just ended AFCON. And, and and as you've heard, the Algiers are moving their match. Not in Ojais, but they're playing it at Builder actually, for a, for a town or for a city where they have not lost, where they have not lost a game um, before playing playing um, playing by uh, played by the Ojais national team. So then you know that this this is a this this is a very very large or a high mountain for the indomitable lions to climb. But then you. But then you can also look at it from the perspective that this these playoffs that are being played by the teams have not been played by only tactics. But then you can look at you can look at it from the perspective that they have played very well by other, other tangibles that um, teams have. When they're playing with greats, they are playing with experience and a sort of pragmatism that makes that makes your team solid because you mustn't be you mustn't be open you mustn't be expansive to be able to hacking in African football. So then so then you you, you 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 know that um with in terms of World Cup qualification, someone else as well as captain, former captain of the Dom Tabola Song, they have they've they have done it and they have been there. And 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 come come this Tuesday if they if they do not have if if they do not have their tactics rights probably Song will able or will help them to keep their mentality and their head in check. As they will look to do the impossible in build against algeria
0: Mr Kowa, your final reactions about everything we have done today from A to Z in terms of connecting the alphabetical letters to the African qualifiers in summary, just in one minute for us to wrap up with the show
1: Well, African football has come a long way and and now and now we and now we are. We are we are still lacking in terms of um, representation. As for a continent so so big like ours, we still have only five teams make it. That's probably that's probably more or less similar to the number of slots that the South Americans have. But then they have they they they, are, they are, their their is not so populated. So then we have we have come a long way as a continent, and we have seen how competitive our qualifiers are. I think probably. Africa has, Africa has the most competitive world, world Cup qualifiers you can ever imagine um, as compared to all the continent. because you have England making the World Cup at almost every 10, Germany doing it at almost every 10. So then Africa has come a long way and any team that I, that, that comes out of these players will be a very, very worthy competitor. And, 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 and with the kind of football or with how football has, has progressed, you know that they're actually going to give it their all when they feature in Qatar in in 2022 because I I don't think it it will be an an excursion anymore for African teams now. But it will be a very, 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 very good or fierce competition between them and the other teams they'll be drawn with in Qatar.
0: Definitely. Thank you so much, Mr. Kowa, for that succinct contribution. As always, it's a pleasure coming your way. With today's episode of the FIFA World Cup show, we looked at the A to Z of the African FIFA World Cup qualifiers as Africa prepares to finalize its five representatives at the World Cup finals in Qatar later this year with the second leg of the playoff ties on Tuesday. It's a pleasure coming your way. Join us same time tomorrow as we look at the standings from across all the six continents. And until tomorrow, keep well, stay safe, stay blessed. It's bye for now.